It's time to win, and you can start right now with a new Toyota from Modesto Toyota. So let's go. Come grab the keys to your new Toyota. You can count on Modesto Toyota for great savings. Come in and check out all the new models and deals, or go to ModestoToyota.com and see all the new incoming vehicles, then just pick out the one you want. You can get great prices and special lease deals and save big time on gas with the many hybrid cars, SUVs, and trucks. Check out the all-new electric BZ4X at a low price or an incredible lease deal. Yes, it's time to win and time to grab the keys to your new Toyota. You know, since 1965, Modesto Toyota has had thousands of happy customers like me because of the great service and great prices. So let's go grab the keys to your new Toyota and win big time. There's no dealer markup and the time has never been better. Come find out for yourself at Modesto Toyota or ModestoToyota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself. Prepare yourselves. I love it when you call me Big Papa. For Greg Papa. John Lund. It's 10 o'clock. Let's hit it. This is Papa and Lund. That's right. We're getting it going. Getting it going. On KNBR 104.5 and 680. 680. <laughs> the sports leader. sports leader. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fix perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but I also know, like, when you say big games, like we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. Um, we've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. But it's you know these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to think that if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. And that's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, uh, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. We put out an outstanding effort, and ultimately we, we're going to have to live with for a lifetime the, the reality that we didn't get it done this time. But I say this time because that's this time, and uh, it, it hurts. And right now you, everyone's grieving. It's not just going to be okay right away. But, um, you know, you understand that the only thing you can do is uh, use this fuel uh, to uh, propel us forward, and that's that's where our mindsets are at, or or at least where they will arrive at some point. Right now, there's a lot of people who's who are hurt because uh, we poured it out there, and it didn't it wasn't quite enough. Ah, uh, yes. Thanks for joining us on Wednesday. The sun came up as we get further and further away from Super Bowl Sunday. It's about moving ahead, and what John and Kyle said yesterday. There's a lot to dissect there. Very interesting. Can you win the big one? Dre Greenlaw, Brandon Ayuk, all the different things that were discussed. When we played that for you at 1 o'clock yesterday, we'll get into LeBron, the Warrior. We got that as well. Green and Nurkic still going at it as well. The Warriors hit the Clippers. I just saw Logan Webb and Patrick uh, Bailey arrive in Scottsdale, so we got that. Jorge Soler is official. How does that make the Lunatic Fringe feel? And much, much more on a Wednesday. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Uh, the whole world is uh, coming together at once. Uh, when was the last time we had Valentine's Day? <laughs> On the first day of Lent. Yeah, right. So who's going to go out to dinner tonight with a big ash?
cross on your forehead. Uh, the Lenten season, I am giving up flowers and candy. Good call. So that'll work together perfectly. And then uh, it's also the day in the Niners parade would have been tomorrow. But here we go again, watching Mitch Holtis uh, climb to the middle of a uh, stage, and he's going to start to – and it's like 60 degrees in Kansas City today. They're walking around like it's springtime, and the Royals are going to have their home opener, which Patrick Mahomes owns a piece of. So, you know, when they won the Super Bowl four years ago, and we watched this parade, and Mitch is a friend of mine, uh, we felt good for them because they hadn't won in 50 years and going back to Super Bowl four, but <laughs> they did last year. They're doing it again this year. They did it four years ago. We're getting a little tired of watching them have a parade. And then, you know, in the middle of it, the L.A. Rams had a parade as well. So uh, Valentine's Day, Lent, should we give up? Parades. Watching. I just turn it off right now. Not <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching. Uh, you know what? I hadn't thought of it like that until you just mentioned it, but it reminds me kind of like the Red Sox. Like I've never been a Red Sox fan in my life, but when they came back against the Yankees, I was cheering for them when they won the, the World boats, Series. They had fun on the yeah, duck boats. I, I thought that was cool. I remember in 2016, uh, my family grew up in Chicago. I've never been a huge Cubs fan, but but I was happy for the Cubs. That was cool when teams haven't won it for a while. Well, how about the Giants in right? 10, 12, it, 14, was awesome. the Warriors? Um, how about their parade right. around Lake Merritt? Yeah, it was awesome. I, I mean, I think that people, when it hasn't happened for a while, like – the Lions. If the Lions hadn't been playing the 49ers, I probably would have rooted for the Lions. I mean, they've had long-suffering fans. So so as a fandom, I think we can look at teams that are long-suffering and say, well, that's pretty cool. If not my team, then that team. But like you said, I'm not watching that damn parade. I've already seen it. I know what Travis well, Kelsey's going to do. I, I just want to keep an eye scream. on what they're doing. And Mitch is a friend of mine. He does a good job at these parades. When they won four years ago, you felt great for Andy, like right. you know, you Kyle was just it. talking about. Well, because Andy Reid had a bigger reputation. He's a bigger everything. Mm-hmm. And he loves his haagen I didn't know about the haagen <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. He has it at every team meal, haagen <laughs> and cheeseburgers and corn dogs. Oh, now we know the, why he's fat Andy. Heart. But now he's fat with rings. And, I mean, we've, Andy Reid was the ultimate. Couldn't win the big game. John Madden had that. Marv Levy had that. A lot of guys have had that label. But now Andy's got three Super Bowl rings. He just tied Bill Walsh. And you have to make the point, you know, where is he as far as the greatest offensive minds in the history of football where he took Bill Walsh's West Coast offense and expanded it out with the the passing game and the, you know, the, the spread formation, the jet sweeps. He's done all of that. So just think about it. Four years ago, what was it, February the 2nd. So four years ago and 14 days ago, Andy Reid was trying to prove to everybody he could win the big game like Kyle Shanahan. And he was 61 years of age. Now he's got three, two in a row. And next year he'll try to become the first co- a coach to go for a three-peat in the Super Bowl era. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. I, I, I tell you, I had something uh, funny happen to me yesterday, which was kind of along these lines, and it just kind of illustrates what 49ers fans are going through, which is, so is it Target? I was picking up some things. You know, we just get back from Vegas. You're, you're, you know, you're out of toothpaste or whatever the case. So, a uh, guy walks up to me and, and says, Instacart Man, doesn't go to the Lund household. Yeah. You send booze oh, my there, wife, send toothpaste. My wife is the Instacart queen, so I kind of feel guilty. So I, I go to pick up a few things, and a guy stops yeah, it's me. It's always nice to go to Target. Yeah, you know, know it, was, it, was a, it was a slower time. It was right after the show. And so yeah. guy stops me, and he says, look, I, I, I'm sorry to bother you. And I said, you know, no bother, no bother. And he just needed it, needed to get it off his chest. And he said to me that, that now, look, I think it's because it's the latest one. You and I are going to have to talk about this months or even years later because this one's just too fresh. It's easy to call this one the hardest to get over. But his point was is that he said that in you know Super Bowl 54 that it was really the one play. You know, he felt like it was the one play 
But this one, one it started. Right. I mean, there were many plays after that. But, but you can that you can identify that one, right? And he he proceeded to do what you and I have done, which is you know Dre's injury, blah blah blah, blah all down the line, the fumble, the this, the that, the Ray Ray. And he said this one was because any of those one plays go differently. And anyway, he talked for about five minutes. We went back and forth. And it just, the, the point is, in the, what I want to illustrate here is I just think people need to get it off their chest. You know, and time will heal and time will, it all will? this stuff. When does it heal? And when it's going it to take a minute on this one, there's no doubt. But, you know, they have, I, I started thinking about it driving home after I had talked to this guy. Again, the 49ers have had great success. And a lot of teams would trade even the, the pain that 49ers fans are feeling today for the chance to even just get where the 49ers have gone. But I think it hurts worse the closer you get. You know, when you put your heart out there in your personal life, it hurts worse than never having done it before. And I, I was just driving home going, man, you know, in the last, I'm just saying the last 10 years, not not take out all the wins and everything. There's a certain generation of fans who just weren't around for that. But from Kyle Williams' fumble all the way back, to, you know, the Kyle Williams' fumble, the Super Bowl 47 what we've talked about the last number of days for the you know NFC Championship games and Tart dropping one and Purdy getting hurt and now this situation. I'm just saying for like a 10-year period here for a certain generation of fans, this has been really painful. You got close, but the closer you get, the more painful it is, right? They haven't won a Super Bowl since the 94 years. We're going into January 30 years now, So we're talking, we're talking 30. My, you know, my son Derek is not rooting for the Niners. You know, he was he's just a baby when the Niners won a Super Bowl. He doesn't remember that right. as much as he loves football. So you're talking generations and you know, they, they won five in fourteen years. They won Super Bowl sixteen, nineteen, twenty three, twenty four, twenty nine. And most of those were right when the Raiders were about to leave or were officially gone. Um, so they took over the Bay Area, they took over American sports. They were the Tiffany franchise of American sport for that decade and a half and you know, the Patriots had a run of 17 years where they won six. The Chiefs had to wait 50 years. You know, the Cowboys have been waiting now for 29 years. So sometimes it's cyclical where you think these teams are going to win all the time. But it's gotten painful. The way I look at it, the Super Bowl runs are like the 49ers season this year. They started 5-0. and Every time you were in a damn Super Bowl, you won 16, 19, 23, 24, 29. And then you went on a, we went on a three-game losing streak this year. Cleveland, Minnesota, Cincinnati. And those are the last three Super Bowls, 47, 54, and Sunday in 58. Then they went on a six-game winning streak to get the number one seed. So can they rattle off the next six once they get into Super Bowls? But it's hard. And we'll talk to Mike Silver. I, I don't know. I felt like it. We had the line on the broadcast at the end of Super Bowl 54. It is not a dream denied. It is merely a dream delayed, because I remember that John Fenton <laughs> yeah, exactly. and the you know with NFL Films had that line about my 1980 Buffalo Bills, and they they, they never got back. You know Chuck Knox's team they got back a decade later, but those guys were all gone. So I you know I I did believe that I believed with a, a rookie Nick Bosa, a rookie Debo Samuel, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he missed the throw, but Jimmy was still a good player. You had the Mosterati. You had a lot of these pieces. You would add more. You had Kyle. You had the hunger. And then a global pandemic shuts down the whole planet. And a lot of things go wrong. Tampa did win a Super Bowl that year. They played one. But it didn't feel right. And then to come back and have your heart pulled out in L.A. in 21, have your elbow ripped off in Philadelphia in 22. And then this one is like, damn, how much do I have to take? This is where it gets frustrating. And Mike wrote about it. Mike Silver joined us at 1030. 
is this one's going to be harder to bounce back from. I, I don't know. I mean, so right now you don't want to make any proclamations about anything. It just happened. We're watching Kansas City have their parade, and we're like, damn, that'd be us tomorrow. Can you imagine a parade in the Bay Area the day after Valentine's Day, starting in, in the South Bay and going all the way through Market Street? How many of you out there remember the 49ers parade after the 94 year in January of 95? I remember the Giants in 10, 12, and 14, and the Warriors in the one around Lake Merritt in 15 was just insane. And the one they had in San Francisco was just a few years ago in 22. We, we've done this. So, but the Niners are different. They're the Niners, and they haven't had one in 30 years. And to get the Super Six and tie the Steelers and the Patriots. So, but I don't know. I mean, after, you know, when February turns to March, we got a combine coming up in two weeks, John. Two don't weeks I know it. February. And he'll on a, uh, on a, a leap year, the combine starts on February 29th. So <laughs> Let's the go. Niners have their own. We have a first-round draft pick this year. I am I ready. I see we go to Detroit for the draft. So there'll be a point where you want to do this right. again. But right now, you're just into, oh, damn. I mean, I, I you know, the Buffalo Bills went to four straight. And you want, you want to go to the Super Bowl every year until you lose the Super Bowl. So now you got to start over again. Let's just make clear on what we're – the proclamation is let's not go back to the Super Bowl. you got to win the Super Bowl. That's what's so hard about it. So right now the emotions are still raw. People are picking on all kinds of things in the game. To me, you know, I love Chris Furster. I think he should be an online coach. But they didn't block well. They didn't have enough protection in that game against Spags. You know he's going to blitz you. You know he's going to come from all different angles. You just didn't get him blocked. I mean, what did I say was the biggest matchup of the game? John Feliciano against Chris Jones. We talked about it all week. John Feliciano got hurt. He hurt his right elbow. He didn't play. So if he's in that game, do they get that third and four and win the Super Bowl? I don't know. And then James Craig has assisted a guy I know well. Uh, was with Tom Cable and his assistant O-line coach with the Niners. He's going back to the Raiders. He's going to be their offensive line coach there. Anthony Lynn has left. He's the run game coordinator. Assistant head coach, former head coach in the NFL. He's left. And he's now joining Adam Peters in Washington with the Commanders and Dan Quinn's staff. What happens to Steve Wilkes? I don't know. But I think, you know, we, we're trying to nitpick. The, the bottom line is they just didn't block well enough. And I know Kyle said they did in certain situations, and they brought a lot of pressure in big-time situations. They brought it the whole game. Whether it was a, a, you know, pass play, let's run on third and five. They're still blitzing off the edge, and nobody picks up Trent McDuffie. Where are you going to run there? That's going to get stuffed, too, if you're going off the left side. And I wanted to run right to left to get the ball off the right hash for Moody if you had to kick the field goal. So the game is all fresh, and you got to start again, John. But it's just like, damn, the game just ended, and I'm watching Mitch Holtis climb on a podium to do it again in Chiefs Kingdom in Kansas City. <laughs> I, I can't I'm not, do it. I'm giving this up for Lent. Do I'm it. not doing this. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not watching that damn parade. I know I'll what's going to happen. I'm watching those guys. <laughs> Kelsey's going to get drunk and scream. I mean, I've we're seen it. watching. We watched I'm the Rams parade it. when no Stafford chance. got Bloro. He got he got Liddy. He was out of his mind. And then his elbow fell off. What happened to him that year? He fell off the stage? I'm watching Mahomes see if he trips today. He doesn't drink, though, does he? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Kermit actually, Kermit he drink? does. Yeah, he does drink. Not like Kelsey not, drinks, but yeah, he drinks. I thought drink, they were drinks. saying he's not a drinker. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll continue the conversation, but like I said, I just wanted to relay a, a, a thing. So I know that you need, you still need to uh, lay on the couch a little bit if that is the case. Great. Uh, but we will recap, not the game itself, which we've done ad nauseum, but also, but uh, what the guy said yesterday, what John and Kyle said from the podium. We'll get into that conversation. Mike Silver, 1035, to relive it. Yep, Dave Pash is going to join us. We'll get into some Warriors and Clippers. No Kawhi tonight, and our good friend Chris Rose 
can talk not only NFL, but he's a huge baseball guy, so pitchers and catchers reporting in the darkness of night. I saw Logan Webb and Patrick Bailey arrive on scooters in Scottsdale. That means we are on, so we'll get to all of it coming up next. Thanks for joining us. Pop and Lund on a Wednesday, only here on the Esports Leader. It's time to win, and you can start right now with a new Toyota from Modesto Toyota. So let's go. Come grab the keys to your new Toyota. You can count on Modesto Toyota for great savings. Come in and check out all the new models and deals, or go to ModestoToyota.com and see all the new incoming vehicles, then just pick out the one you want. You can get great prices and special lease deals and save big time on gas with the many hybrid cars, SUVs, and trucks. Check out the all-new electric BZ4X at a low price or an incredible lease deal. Yes, it's time to win and time to grab the keys to your new Toyota. You know, since 1965, Modesto Toyota has had thousands of happy customers like me because of the great service and great prices. So let's go grab the keys to your new Toyota and win big time. There's no dealer markup and the time has never been better. Come find out for yourself at Modesto Toyota or ModestoToyota.com. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Listen to the sports leader anywhere, anytime. Download the all-new KNBR app. We are your proud home of 49ers football. KNBR 104.5 FM and 680 AM. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fix perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. But it's... You know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to think that if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, uh, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Uh, Kyle and John, yesterday around 1 o'clock, and we carried it for you right here on the home of the Niners. The Sports Hater, KMBR. Uh, we'll discuss that, plus everything else that uh, the two talked about, a lot about Brandon Ayuk and Dre Greenlaw and Steve Wilkes and all the other storylines. That was one of the major ones as well because right after the game, that was a discussion. We talked about it on Monday and people throwing around names like Andy Reid, he finally did it. Marv Levy never did. Can you win? Can you not? What do you need to do? Uh, those are all the discussion points. By the way, Mike Silver is going to join us in about 12 minutes. Uh, Silver wrote a great piece right after the game about the anguish of the Shanahan family, so we'll get into that conversation with Mike in just over ten. But uh, what did you what did you think of of that answer of of Hey, it's 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 not fair to say that the Forty ers can't win a big game. I think Sourdough Sam could kick KC Wolf's ass. <laughs> I think I think Banjo Man with his propeller beanie could kick his ass. I actually flew back from the Super Bowl late Monday night with Banjo Man in my ear the entire time I'm talking about nice baseball. So what do I do with all my gear? I got the 
I'm Kyle won the championship. I got my <laughs> NFC championship hat on, the T-shirt, NFC champions. What do I do with this? I have those too. Throwing this out, field pass, locker room yeah. pass for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was gonna, you know I was gonna doing? frame those, but not you know anymore. What I'm doing with that? Garbage. Uh, this is uh, a nice item that actually helped me get out of Las Vegas because I accrued more. Oh, I like that. Stuff. I saw that. I saw I got that. At a the Super game. Bowl backpack. I like it. You know where that's going, Jay? I love you for giving it to me. Garbage it doesn't fit in the garbage. Maybe, maybe you can. Put, you, you don't want to put can that I on eBay. This off? Yeah, Greg Papa's backpack from the Super Bowl. You can make some yeah. serious dough off that. Well, I wouldn't take it over customs, though. Leave in the country, you may get in trouble. <laughs> residual. Uh, there's, front, there's, some, take, there's some residual in that. Back. I wouldn't take silverbacks either. <laughs> anyway, um, I hear Tommy Tom, Kelly. So, I, so here's what you know. Mike's been around this league forever. Um, he didn't cover John Madden, but we all know John Madden. John, Al, you know, when John Madden left, and he won the Super Bowl eleven. but John Madden, look look at his record in championship games. And he couldn't get to the Super Bowl. You know, the monkey off his back, like Steve Young, was he couldn't get to the Super Bowl. He, he got to the Super Bowl, he won one, and then Al got rid of him right after that. It went to Tom Flores, who won a couple of Super Bowls. So John Madden, you know, had the mantle of not being able to win the big game forever. He talked about it, how it tormented him, and you know, he's on the Mount Rushmore. How many, you know, there's been three different careers for coach. Coach and broadcaster and then the Madden video game. And then after that, working with the league. Uh, you know, a lot of guys. Andy Reid had that distinction. Couldn't win the big game. Mike Shanahan, you know, we'll talk to Mike about, Mike Silver, about what the Niners do in the offseason. But, um, you know, Peggy Shanahan, Mike's uh, wife and, and Kyle's mom, and that was, you know, I had to pick up Kyle after the game on Sunday night in, in Vegas. But Mike Shanahan lost a lot of championship games as well. Uh, and not only as the coordinator of the Niners in 92 and 93, but also in Denver before that. Um, and then, you know, he broke through and won a Super Bowl in 94 as a coordinator and got two as a as a head coach. So sometimes you have to wait a little while. I know how, how agonizing it is, John. But, I, you know, for Kyle right now, he's got that perception. And not only... Super Bowls 54 and 58 with the Niners, but 51 in Atlanta. But again, he you know going into the game on Sunday, he had the second best winning percentage in postseason history behind a guy named Lombardi. He was eight and three in the playoffs. The problem is he, as we say, whether it's the 19 year, the 21, the 22, or this past year, Kyle can't get in a three-game winning streak in the postseason. He wins two and loses the third. And sometimes the third is in the championship game. Sometimes the third is in the Super Bowl. So um, I, I don't know. And then you got to look at it. You know, how do you get over the hump? You know, they, they wanted finishers at the end of the 19 year. What do they lack, John? If you had to, you know, we can get into positions yeah. and right guard, right tackle and nickel back. But as far as the overall pulse of the team, what, what do they lack? What What is lacking with this team? I mean, it's just one play. You make one play, we're having a parade tomorrow and Kansas City's closed down today. Yeah. So, I mean, what you can't make any broad, you know, proclamations, but John did mention they felt they needed finishers. What do they need now? Well, what, what what do they need to get over the hump here? I, I think if you look at both those Super Bowls, and it happens to be against Mahomes, but I think you have to assume one thing. You're going to play a great quarterback in the Super Bowl. Let's assume that for a second. So that's the head of every snake, right? The great quarterback is the head of every snake. And to me, in both games, they were inches away from taking down Mahomes. So if it's not Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson. If it's not Lamar Jackson, it's Joe Burrow. If it's not, you know what I mean? It's that... Matthew so, Stafford so in the it, NFC right. title So, game. so my players. point is, is that Nick is great, and Nick had 12 pressures, and the D line was great, and they almost, 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 almost got Patrick Mahomes. 
So to me, my number one focus, and because, yeah, okay, you need a corner, but if you had a, the, the pass rush and the, and the defensive backs play together. So to me, you need closers, you need finishers, you need a guy who can get to the quarterback beyond Nick Bosa. That That's what it is. So to me, you determine, is Chase Young good enough? Not to me. I mean, I, You're I'll, talking edge. You yeah. gave a lot of money to Javon I mean, Hargrave. I, I, gave a lot of money there. Did, they both had sacks but, in the Super Bowl. But, but we are talking finishing, so if you can finish, and I'm not saying that you're going to get him every time, but to me, I'll admit 100%, I thought Chase Young was going to be better. Now, he was better in the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about if I have to get on my knees and grovel to Jed one more time before Brock Purdy gets paid, I'm going to go out and get Brian Burns. I'm going to, I'm going to get Brian Burns from Carolina opposite Nick Bosa. Good night. That's what I want to do. I don't know if they can afford it. Yeah, I don't know if they can afford it. I don't either, don't. but I'm yeah, just saying, like, if you're going to say what do they need, they need a speed guy like D Ford was supposed to be opposite Nick Bosa, and I think they'd have two rings. Could be wrong, but that's what I want. <laughs> if you're going to ask, that's, yeah, and whether, that's what I, I mean, And whether you're going after Mahomes, you're going after Joe Burrow. Right. It's always Mahomes, the quarterback, right? Know, he beat him. It's Josh Allen. Well, yeah, it's pressure. It's Justin Herbert. What's Harbaugh going to do with Justin Herbert? Uh, these are the things that concern me. And then in the NFC, you know, Jordan Love. And I, I didn't like his mechanics throwing off the back foot till I watched him warm up before the divisional. He rotates his hips. He's fine. That guy's a good player, and he's going to get better, and they're young. You know, the Chiefs have the youngest defense, but Green Bay's got the youngest team. Detroit, I think, you know, with golf in the midline, you'll have some answers there. But they, they had the Niners reeling, so whatever. I mean, they, they know that. They, since John and Kyle came in, they both were, in, you know, linked together in, you know, front four. They put all – look at all the ones and all the money they got in. And the front four. So what you bring, I, I would talk about bringing Randy Gregory back over Chase. He's nice. He had moments. He's yeah. got to set the edge a little bit better. There were some things he didn't do as well. It's also a culture in that building. You got to be able to have. So I don't, I don't know. But we'll ask Mike Silver about, you know, where they go from here because he seems to think this one's going to be tougher to rebound from. Is it simply he got the quarterback though? Right before they who, really who, by the way, the is going to be better. The dude didn't have an off season. I, I'm sure you heard what Brock said. I mean. Brock said, I'm going back to lab and I'm going to get better and I'm going to get stronger and my arm's going to get stronger. And my, and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to work on my, uh, my speed and flexibility and my ability to get out of the pocket. Like I, I Brock, Brock did all this. People haven't mentioned this. Brock did all this with no off season. <laughs> How much better is he going to be next year? He's going to be better. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, Jimmy got railed for that, you know, the third and 10 post to Emmanuel. That's a hard throw to hit. I think when Brock looks back at the game and he hasn't looked at it yet, there were some hard, you know, choices he's got to make. If a guy busts a protection, yeah. you got to get the ball out. Well, I, he missed uh, IU I think twice. Just he missed him off Debo. the midline. Yeah, yeah, just a, a lot of things. He's just got to, you know, and it's it's the the whole thing was, you know, don't blitz Brock Purdy, Wink Martindale. You're really going to blitz him, Brian Flores. Don't do that. And those guys don't, you know, Wink kept blitzing. Minnesota bailed. Spags blitzed him. And he blitzed him in key third down situations. And it's not just the quarterback. You know, it's Jake and it's everybody on the line. The Feliciano injury did hurt. But when you have a six foot five eighths inch quarterback, what are you going to do? You're going to bring pressure in the middle. You're going to bring it off the slot. You're going to bring it everywhere. And you're going to try to get a bust and get in his face and block his shot. So, you know, I think what he's talking about being more athletic, I'd like to see them just move him like Mahomes, like the, the corn dog play. That started with a sprint right option. They moved Mahomes over to that side. Now he was thrown that way, and that's where the double move was coming. But, you know, it's also a half-field read. If Charvarius Ward sees that coming and gets off of Kelsey and picks up uh, Hardman, 
then where's he going to go? Maybe back across his body there. But they moved the pocket to get him away from Bosa in a big situation. I think that's just, you know, he's the guy, but you got to make it easier for him. So, you know, if he picks up one third down here and there, and especially late in regulation, you win the Super Bowl. No doubt. All right, Mike Silver's going to join us coming up next. Had a great piece in the Chronicle right after the game, the anguish of the Shanahan family. We'll talk about that plus moving forward, the mental state of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and this uh, narrative that the he and they can't win the big one. We'll ask Mike Silver about it next, only here on the Sports Leader. It's time to win, and you can start right now with a new Toyota from Modesto Toyota. So let's go. Come grab the keys to your new Toyota. You can count on Modesto Toyota for great savings. Come in and check out all the new models and deals, or go to ModestoToyota.com and see all the new incoming vehicles, then just pick out the one you want. You can get great prices and special lease deals and save big time on gas with the many hybrid cars, SUVs, and trucks. Check out the all-new electric BZ4X at a low price or an incredible lease deal. Yes, it's time to win and time to grab the keys to your new Toyota. You know, since 1965, Modesto Toyota has had thousands of happy customers like me because of the great service and great prices. So let's go grab the keys to your new Toyota and win big time. There's no dealer markup, and the time has never been better. Come find out for yourself at Modesto Toyota or ModestoToyota.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Faithful, it's time to get serious with Silver. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's the Chronicles Mike Silver talking Niners ball with Papa and Lon on KNBR 104.5 and 6.8. The, the sports, leader. sports leader. We're constantly evolving in our, in our vision, what we... You know, we, we call it wit, what it, what it takes. And they're not just words, they're what we believe in. You know, one of the things we added after 19 was finishers. You know, we need finishers at every area of our team. We've got a lot of those, you know, and it still wasn't quite good enough. And so you, you go back, we'll continue to improve this team. We got, in my mind, I, you know, I know it. I, I couldn't be prouder of Kyle, his leadership uh, with this team. He gives us uh, an advantage every time we take the field, the way he leads his, t- his staff, the team. Nobody else I'd rather work with, and and uh, I'm right here for him. And there's John Lynch, of course, general manager of the 49ers. John and Kyle spoke yesterday. We will discuss and dissect what exactly they said. But uh, let's get into the game. Let's uh, do talk about some of the things they said. And it's been great all season long to talk to Mike Silver. His knowledge of the NFL, of course, brings it to the uh, Chronicle and wrote a great piece right afterwards. The uh, pain and anguish of the uh, Shanahan family after the latest loss. In the Super Bowl, and Mike joins us courtesy of the Uma Guest Sign. What's happening? How are you? That lead-in is that new with the naked gun and all that? That was killer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta keep it going for you. You you have a high standard. <laughs> Evidently, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, surely you can be serious. Let's go. Oh boy, very nice, very nice. Uh, I, I I did watch Airplane recently, so that was that was fabulous. Um, you were there after the game, and I, I saw you, and we talked, and you visited with uh, with Mike's Mike Shanahan's wife Peggy, Kyle's mom. Um, just give me the mood of uh, when it was over, and 
You know, a lot of heartbreak. John Madden had the reputation for not being able to win the big game, the championship game. He, you know, finally beat the Steelers minus Rocky and and Franco and won Super Bowl eleven. Um, you know, Marv Levy had it forever. Bud Grant had it forever. Mike Shanahan had a lot of heartbreak. Not only as the Niner offensive coordinator for those back-to-back losses to um, to and quarterback coach to Dallas in '92, '93 before winning in '94, and then ultimately winning the Super Bowl as a head coach in '97, '98. But he was on Dan Reeves's staff that lost a lot of Super Bowls. So just the uh, the mood of the Shanahan family, the patriarch, the matriarch for Kyle, right after that devastating loss on Sunday night, Michael. Well, yeah, and and Andy Reid had it right. Famously, yep, so yep, that yep, that yep, just yep. shows you we how how it, how it can turn because now he's the three-time Super Bowl winner with a 28-year-old quarterback who looks like he'll win more, and uh, it, it's crazy. So, yeah, you know, I covered Mike uh, during a lot of those years, and this will a lot of this will be in my book that comes out in the fall about the whole you know Mike Shanahan and then Kyle and the whole group that followed. But um, you know, Mike had been on the wrong end of three lopsided. Super Bowls as a Broncos assistant, and you mentioned those Niner um, disappointments before they won it in '94. He becomes coach of the Broncos, and um, you know part of his negotiation with Pat Bowen was based on ensuring that Pat Bowen approached it the way Eddie Bartolo did. No one did it quite like that, but just with the same aggressive mentality and giving the players everything they could possibly. Uh, need to try to succeed because Mike understood there's a huge, huge difference between being the best team in a conference and being a Super Bowl team. In this case, there's not a huge difference. And so I've obviously followed the Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, his life, his career. I understood after the Falcons Patriots game, why people freaked out about that. I did not think it was really fair to put that on the offensive coordinator. That's on the head coach, but um, that was kind of a thing. And then certainly um, in Super Bowl 54, when they had a 10-point lead um, half, midway through the fourth quarter, it's human nature to say, well, what happened? Why did they collapse? And wait, wasn't that the offensive coordinator when the Falcons collapsed? Uh, you know, they had a 10-point lead against the Rams in the 2021 FC Championship game. They have a couple behind a lot. In this particular case, uh, coming off a 17-point second-half comeback in the NFC Championship game, uh, playing against an all-time great quarterback. And with the way the game went, I didn't think there was evidence of an endemic flaw. I think he just lost a a really, really close game to a very evenly matched team. Uh, The Niners made one more mistake than the Chiefs did. So whether you want to call it the the punt uh, return fumble or the missed extra point, uh, the fumbles kind of offset. Mahomes threw an interception. Um, you know, they uh, if they convert that third and five late in regulation after the two-minute warning, they probably bleed the clock and win the game with a field goal. Uh, he managed that drive really well. He had a trick play touchdown. He went for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter, made it, and scored a touchdown. So um, I thought he coached a really good game. And, and obviously, you know, Greg, you know, as a parent, when you see your kid go all in for something and try so hard, let alone on a stage like that, and fail and hurt, you just want to, uh, you know, try to ease their pain somehow. And, and I know Mike and Peggy pretty well. It was a heavy team. Mike Silver joining us. Great piece uh, right after the uh, the Super Bowl, of course, the the pain of the, of the Shanahan family. So 
to just fast forward it you, you wrote a piece now where this one is going to be tough is it is it tough because we're still feeling the pain is it tougher than than 19 obviously it's tougher than championship games but but why do you think this one might be tougher to get over well i could tell you a lot of rational reasons and i did uh they're older they're more worn down um they uh you know it's harder to keep doing it year after year they have some decisions to make with Ayuk, and they've got you know, at least three key defensive starters next year, presumably coming off of major, uh, you know, leg, leg injuries with Armstead now facing meniscus surgery, Hafanga had the ACL and Greenlaw with the Achilles, uh, you know, among other concerns. Uh, but there's an emotional reason too. And I, I guess I would just say viscerally, I was in both locker rooms. I was in the 49er locker room after Super Bowl 54 and I was, in there the other night and it just felt very very different after super bowl 54 george kittle was talking about a revenge tour uh deforest buckner of all people was saying we're going to be back next year everyone you know there were some guys in that locker room like fred warner who was like crying into a towel and and devastated but most of the guys in that locker room were kind of defiant like yeah i can't believe we lost this game we're totally gonna come back uh They've come back three times uh, since then and come very, very close. And this year they came hauntingly close to just get back in the ring and do everything that it takes to get to that level, let alone to have good fortune and not have bad calls and tip balls or just another team coming up. Uh, derail that is just really, really, really hard. It's doable. They've got the, the guys who could potentially do it, but it, it feels way harder to me. All right, we had John last week from Radio Row, obviously, in Vegas, and you wrote a scathing piece on the commissioner of the NFL calling him softer than the uh, field that the 49ers were forced to practice on at UNLV. And I'm not sure about that because I was actually there Saturday for the walkthrough, and that, that field was just not practicable. Uh, it, was, it was like walking around on a on a gymnastics mat. Um, so now that we've seen um, what happened in the game, and I know Drane Greenlaw wasn't around for the open locker room. I know you've been trying to reach out to him. Um, there, there's reason to believe medically you can't prove it, that by forcing Dre Greenlaw to practice on that field Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a Saturday walkthrough when he already had Achilles tendonitis, going into the game and then merely running on the field, not even in the middle of a play, but running on the field to play, he snaps his Achilles tendon and he's out, and who knows how long he'll be out. Likewise for Debo Samuel with the hamstring injury. So uh, any any uh, conversation for open locker room yesterday about what caused the Dre Greenlaw injury? I know you can't prove that, Michael, and then maybe something you can answer. That one's hard to answer because no one knows, but – how long is he going to be out, do you think? And and what do they do at that linebacker spot next to Fred to start the beginning of the year in light of the injury? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did not have any conversations about that. I feel like players would have been reticent to do that because it would have sounded like excuse-making. Um, and it's it's not provable, and, and I don't understand it enough. I know that when Richard Sherman had the continued Achilles issue that it was kind of like a time bomb, right, and that it eventually happened. Um, you know, and, and look at the commitment this team made. He's playing with the possibility of that happening at any time. Armstead's playing through a torn meniscus that needs major surgery um, and probably a lot of stuff we haven't found out about yet. 
um, is going on. And, and it's partly because they're tough. It's partly because they love each other. But it's largely because they were all in on winning a Super Bowl and felt like they could do it and came very, very close. Um, and, you know, it kills me to see Dre Greenlaw go down like that, uh, let alone in such a freakish-looking uh, context. He's one of my favorite guys, uh, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, and, you know, Greg, the way Dre Greenlaw was playing in that game, I mean, that's how you win a championship. That guy was, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. you know, he was mainlining Adderall. I don't know, you know, just speculating. <laughs> it's pro- okay. probably ginseng <laughs> or some, you know. But he was uh, playing was with a, his hair on fire. I got you. There I was adrenaline you. happening, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, he, and he's, for it to stand out like that is crazy because he's always like that. But, um, yeah, I um, I don't know. It's regrettable that we even have to have this conversation. Um, I understand that you you alternate every year with home teams and sites, and it's not, never going to be exactly equal, but it should be way closer to equal, and that's abysmal and uh, another blight on my former employer, the National Football League. You mentioned uh, Mike Silver's joining us. We're uh, recapping everything and recapping John and Kyle yesterday. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, and I, I think it's pretty typical. Somebody asked him yesterday, you know, are you going to come back? And he's like, if if that's the right thing to do. But he is going into his fifth-year option, so the 49ers still hold his rights. But I, but the negotiating, the, the back and forth it has, has already started. But not only Brandon Ayuk, but will they have to move guys like they did after 2019? They had to, they had to move Buckner. We know that the – that you got to pay a funga probably. You got to pay Ayuk at some point. You're starting to plan for Brock Purdy making a bunch of money. Do you think they have to move some of these? Some of these cap numbers that are getting pretty big. Okay. Well, first of all, they didn't have to move Buckner. They decided to move Buckner and keep Armstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they could have kept both, and it would have cost them somewhere else. But um, you know, I I hope they learned from Buckner because that guy is always healthy and really, really hard to replace and certainly wasn't replaced with the way they plan to replace him. So, um, you know, if you look at Ayuk's perspective, uh, Kittle had a very contentious fight in 2020 and got paid. Debo had probably an even more contentious fight two years later, requested a trade and got paid. Uh, Bosa last year took it all the way down to the wire and got paid in, in a similar situation going into his fifth year, um, you know, egregiously underpaid more than B.A. would be. But if you're B.A., you're thinking, okay, well, that's how it's done here. So I'm already, uh, you know, prepared for uh, extreme circumstances. If you're the 49ers, you love the guy and may pay him. You may decide not to pay him. You may decide to keep him and not have three pass targets who are paid toward the max, let alone a a high-paid fullback and a high-paid left tackle and all that. So then you look at, would you rather have him or Debo at this stage? Uh, Would you rather have him and Debo and no Kittle? Uh, You know, I hate having those conversations for two reasons. One, all those guys are great players. Number two, uh, in the locker room, the thought of no Debo or no Kittle would leave a massive hole, in my opinion, there's both of those guys are so impactful, so influential, such, uh, you know, spark plugs with the way they play um, that, you know, I, I think that's a, a tough thing to think about. And then, you know, there are other guys like Armstead that you look at the number and how much they played and, you know, would they try to 
you know, make some decisions or squeeze some people. So I believe that because the cap can be manipulated and because Brock Purdy is on a rookie contract and because they are so close that you can make a viable case and say, look, just go all in Ram style. Don't lose these people. Try to add, don't subtract. And if in a couple of years, if you have to, you know, take some lumps cap wise, you still got Purdy who's probably getting better at that point even than he is now, and maybe he can transcend, or you come up with a new plan. That would be my personal way, but I'm a, you know, I'm a very aggressive person, and I rip teams that don't do it that way, like the Packers, and I'm usually right, but this year uh, the Packers were right. Uh, Brian Gutekunst, uh, if you look at what they did, I think, I think the Packers were wrong many, many years with Aaron and even Brett, but this year they were right. So my personal preference would be take another swing get after it and enjoy Brock Purdy on a rookie deal for at least one more year yeah th- these are tough decisions they have to make later in the offseason but more pressing is the coaching staff Steve Spagnolo just got a contract extension from Brett Veach and and, uh, and uh, Clark Conn in Kansas City and Andy Reid so he's extended after winning his fourth Super Bowl Uh, Kyle did say when he was asked about Steve Wilkes yesterday, he kind of dodged the first one. The second one, he said, I expect all the coaches to be back. But Anthony Lynn has left the 49ers, and he's now going to work in uh, in Washington with Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. James Craig, the assistant O-line coach to to, uh, Chris Verster, has rejoined the Raiders as the offensive line coach. So things do move quickly in the NFL. Just your thoughts, Michael, about Steve Wilkes. Will they keep him as the 49er DC? I think it's a really good question. Um, you know, Kyle let him take an incredible amount of public criticism. I thought extraordinary after the Minnesota game. Usually, you know, a head coach would just kind of go, hey, you know, I, I, I have green light and put it on me. Um, and Kyle, of all people, who kind of had Dan Quinn – do that to him. And what I referenced earlier, I was surprised that 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 became such a thing. Uh, Whatever you think of the call, uh, he kind of got, you know, he got moved down conspicuously. I don't think it really mattered where he was, but it uh, felt like a thing. Um, And the defense did not play well in the first two postseason games, Uh, you know, 280 yards given up against the Lions. And the, the standard is very, very high. So in fairness to Steve Wilkes, he was asked to come in, preside over the number one defense running a scheme he'd never run with coaches who were already in place and were doing it their way, um, like Chris Kacerak, who's a great defensive line coach. Um, and it's not like they were bad, and they were really good for most of the Super Bowl. So I, I don't know what Kyle would want to do. I don't know what the alternatives are. If this were a conversation a few weeks ago, I'd be like, well, Vic Fangio's like floating around and – you know, there's some other guys where Mike Vrabel's still out there, Michael. Mike Vrabel's still yeah, there. Mike Vrabel's there. I mean, Brandon Staley is there, and you know, I know people like to crush him as a head coach, but um, he 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 had the number one defense in the league in his year as the Rams defensive coordinator. Um, and, and there are some, you know, Wink Martindale's out there. I you know, I I don't even know what to say, but he just took a Michigan job. But that guy's like as great as there is, in my opinion. Um, so. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I did think he didn't, you know, it was a, it was a, everyone's coming back, but it wasn't, you know, if you're not doing anything and you're sure, I feel like you go, yes, Steve Wilkes is coming back. 
everyone's coming back. Stop asking about it. I, and maybe he just hasn't broken it down yet or, or figured out what he wants to do. So I, I think it's a fair question. I also think, um, you know, I, I understand Steve Wolk's perspective that he stepped into a pretty hard spot, and I don't think it was a disaster. Mike Silver, Jonas, we, we, Mike, we were just talking about this last segment. So, so what is it that would get him over the top? Uh, converting that third and five after the <laughs> two-minute warning, um, converting down by the goal line, um, and then I call BS that the Chiefs were going for two. I, I say the Chiefs score a touchdown, kick the extra point, and then it's sudden death, and it's 49er ball, and everyone goes, wow, what a genius. Kyle Shanahan knew the overtime rule and took the ball first. Um but anyway, yeah, I, it, it's close, right? And it, sometimes you just don't get over the top. I mean, like, what do the Phoenix Suns in the 90s need to put them over the top? Charles Barkley! Oh, my God, they're in a you know crazy finals against the Bulls. It's so close. They're so good. Oh, Michael Jordan. So sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you do everything, and then Patrick Mahomes slash Michael Jordan ruins your life, and it is what it is. Should have drafted Patrick Mahomes. All right, uh, it has always been our pleasure to have you on all week lo- or all year long. It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, I know we'll talk in the off season as well. But thank you for everything, and uh, your pieces are absolutely great, awesome stuff. Thank you, thank you. I want to be on very soon because I want to hear the intro again. So <laughs> do we have the intro? Can we play the intro as the outro? Use it as the outro. Yeah. I mean, we can we can kind of do whatever. Just keep playing. Just yeah. play it all the time. I, I think we should. But, are you uh, done now? We're not going to talk to you every fortnight. You're done. I don't combine. I mean, we'd love to have you on. I'm open open for business. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. We can do a silver and silver show. Glad to hear you got your voice back, bro. You were were a little raspy on Super Sunday. Dude, for me me at the Super Bowl, that was like my greatest voice ever. (laughs) I don't even even have a TV job, and I didn't even take presents, though. It's like a miracle. Celebrate celebrate my voice. Yes. I know. That's the best, man. Well, thanks for everything, man. Your pieces are spot on and great, and I especially enjoyed the Goodell when we were down there. But uh, thanks, as always, for everything. And I know we'll talk soon, but, uh, but I just wanted to thank you for the season. It was great. Thanks, you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll talk very soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. All right, that is the great uh, Mike Silver. Make sure you check out his latest. He had the piece right after the Super Bowl, and then uh, yesterday right in the piece right after we heard from John and Kyle about uh, this one is going to be tough. Do you agree with that? We will open up some phone lines as well. Everything as we proceed past, whether it's uh, Brandon Ayuk or or, uh, Steve Wilkes or can Kyle win the big one? All the things that were discussed yesterday. We'll open up the lines. Golden State Lumber and Building Materials text line is 415-808-KMBR, 415-808-5627. We also have to uh, talk about some rumors. This is a big Warriors one as they're taking on the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, but it's the other L.A. team that was making headlines with the Warriors this morning. We'll tell you about it next on the Esports Leader. It's time to win, and you can start right now with a new Toyota from Modesto Toyota. So let's go. Come grab the keys to your new Toyota. You can count on Modesto Toyota for great savings. Come in and check out all the new models and deals or go to ModestoToyota.com and see all the new incoming vehicles. Then just pick out the one you want. You can get great prices and special lease deals and save big time on gas with the many hybrid cars, SUVs, and trucks. Check out the all-new electric BZ4X at a low price or... An incredible lease deal. Yes, it's time to win and time to grab the keys to your new Toyota. You know, since 1965, Modesto Toyota has had thousands of happy customers like me. 
because of the great service and great prices. So let's go grab the keys to your new Toyota and win big time. There's no dealer markup, and the time has never been better. Come find out for yourself at Modesto Toyota or ModestoToyota.com. 